This episode is sponsored by our friends at Wild for Planners. Wild for Planners are committed to supporting these important conversations we here at Planners and Wine bring to you. Be sure to follow Wild for Planners on social media to continue the conversation. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Planners and Wine. My name is Megan. And I am Myra. And we are back with another episode this week, guys. Um, Myra, how's it going? It is going well. We had an amazing conversation today. Mm-hmm. Well, a few days ago, technically, but you know. Yeah. But it was an amazing <laughs> conversation. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for you all to hear it. Yes, me too, guys. So we, um, our interview today is with Elena from theorganizedmoney.com. She's also the Organized Money on Instagram. And she is just so sweet, so positive, so supportive. I mean, if you need any help with budgeting, trying to get your financial journey on track, don't know where to start, she is one of the absolute best resources out there. And I'm so glad that we got to talk to her and just learn more about her um from the other day like I told you like this is this is the interview to me that has been the most like personally helpful to my life Mm -hmm. I mean I got a book on the way Mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) but y'all gonna hear all that y'all are going to hear all that um so I guess we can just jump right on to it and uh, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about um today after the interview but um I guess we don't have to hold off you think we should just go ahead and go to the interview Myra um after my plug-in yeah go ahead that's what i was waiting on <laughs> that's what i was waiting on it's like i know i don't want to plug so go ahead and yeah plug. always be plugging mm-hmm. but um yes you guys make sure that you are um sharing the show just go ahead take a screenshot right now mm-hmm. share it let people know that you're listening to it it helps us out a lot and as always, you can find all the details of all things Planner and Wine at plannersandwinepod.com. Yes. Definitely check out our merch, check out our Patreon. We got a lot of stuff coming to really both of those. So mm-hmm. make sure you mm-hmm. check it out, pick up some stuff and join. And the, ma- the Patreon crew is getting kind of deep too, because now guys, all you have to do is pledge $5 a month and you can go ahead and join our Facebook group as well. So much fun. We're always talking about what we're buying, what we're not buying. We have challenges every single month. Right now we're working on decluttering <laughs> our planning spaces in the group. Yes. And we're always talking about stuff. And a great new feature that Patreon has is that you can go ahead and pay for the whole year up front. So you don't even have to worry about it being ah, a recurring yeah, yeah. monthly charge. So like I said, $5, get in our face. A lot group. of y'all have been jumping on that. And to mm-hmm. that, we also, you get 10% discount. So it's like getting a yes. month and some for free. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's worth it, especially at the $5 yep. tier. Cause that's less than a planner release. So come on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Bam. Way <laughs> less. Really the $20 less. tier is less than a planner release. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know y'all, y'all waiting on that happy planner release. <laughs> I know right. y'all. 
right go and just go ahead and put a little bit of money on the planners and wine yes fund. yes and this <laughs> month we're gonna do our first uh live episode with our 20 dollars patrons oh, i cannot wait to basically join us for a recording and like listen to us in real time as we're recording the show and write in comments that we'll read on the show and all that good stuff so definitely join our patreon are we ready are we done bragging <laughs> not bragging but uh plug it <laughs> Plug it, plug it. Are we done plug it? Okay, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and get to our interview with Elena from the Organized Money, and we will be right back, guys. All right, guys. So welcome back. Uh, we are so excited to be here with our guest today, Miss Elena from the Organized Money. We're going to pick her brain and ask her all the financial questions that I'm sure y'all are dying to know. Elena, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm ready for 2021. So thank you all for having me. Yes. Yes. Nice yeah. to talk to somebody who's excited about 2021. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we have been through so much in 2020 that we have no room but to go up from here, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, girl. true. It's a whirlwind. So it I feel like 2021 has to be great, right? It, it has to. Yeah. It has to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. How That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I was I not looking at it that way at all. <laughs> Myra is a pessimist and I'm both. I'm both. I'm an optimist and a pessimist. It's just depend on what the, what the season is outside. <laughs> I, yes. feel that. I feel it. So Elena, so for anybody who may not be familiar with the organized money, can you kind of explain who you are and how you started um, planning and this journey that you're on on Instagram? Yes. So um, I'm Elena and I started the organized money in 2017. It's a digital resource that helps people prepare financially for anything that comes their way. Um, And It started because um, I was trying to basically adult. This was about 10 years ago when I was just trying to figure out how to adult and I had just gotten married and I didn't know really how to budget. I didn't, now I graduated in accounting. My minor is, um, was in business management. I also have a computer science minor and I still felt lost when it came down to a lot of things financially because mm-hmm. it was a bunch of stuff that you just didn't learn in school. You didn't like you, I took statistics, but I didn't know how to do my taxes. Right. I, I knew mm-hmm. economics, but I didn't know how to budget on paper the right way. So I started to dive into a bunch of stuff to try and figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, I was pregnant at the time. I'm about to become a mom. How do I figure out? I can't be living check to check with a daughter. So me and my husband started uh, our financial journey 10 years ago. And then after I kind of got myself together and started to figure out life, um, I started the Organized Money in 2017 to help other people. Now, in the process, I have been 
planning since I was in the fifth grade and planning. I started planning early on in life because I suffered from like crazy anxiety when I was younger. I would get so anxious around school, around anything that like, even the simplest things is like cleaning up my room. If I felt like it wasn't clean enough, I would just get crazy anxiety. And I felt like planning, once I got into planning and becoming like a serious planner, it helped ease that anxiety because I felt like I had more control over my environment, over my life. And so um, once I started to organize money, planning was a hobby at the time. And then I started to realize the correlation between the two, Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. if you planned your life, you were better with money. You just instantly became better if you were able to do both. And so that's really how the combination happened. And I had the organized money in 2017, but by 2018, I combined them and it became planning life and managing money. And it's just grown from there. So I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram. I teach free financial literacy classes on Mondays. I also have a group coaching program that I do on Thursdays. And it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a wonderful one. And I'm just so happy to be able to do something that I absolutely love and help people adult better. (laughs) Yeah, that's so dope. I I love love the correlation of, you know, if you plan your life, you're like automatically working out your money and having a little bit of control over that too. So Mm -hmm, I mean, for all mm -hmm. y'all listening and feeling like, you know, your budget is out of line, if you already planning, you're kind of like halfway there. So (laughs) seriously, I mean, look at it that way. Right. I teach a lot about (laughs) habits and routines because of that, because um, I was on once I realized, okay, if I do this same routine every single morning, if I look at my money at the same time every single morning, if I plan and open my planners at the same time, it all ended up working out. Like I just Mm -hmm. became better across the board with handling my house and Mm -hmm. handling our financial journey overall. So I was like, yeah, I'm about to start teaching this because I feel like everybody should be doing this. Yes, yes. That's that's where we are now. That's what I do on a consistent basis. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, me and Mara talk about this a lot on the show that Mm -hmm. as planners in this community, uh, there's a lot of overspending that goes on. We we're super guilty of it ourselves. Um, and it's and you would like you say you would think that I mean if you're already um planning you're halfway there to actually having that financial piece too. But a lot of us we struggle with that a lot. So I know for you like how do you uh, avoid the urge or when you get the urge to overspend like how do you control it because you see this beautiful mm-hmm. planner and that beautiful planner like how do yeah. you make sure that you still keep your financial goals and all your values in line and not get tempted to stray the way that we do all the time <laughs> so, i have two parts to this because um i do love planners and mm-hmm. i'm a big uh, fan and i think with even with the planner community as a whole i think that 
um, we have kind of divided it up into two parts. There's the decorative style, which is mm -hmm. when I first started planning on YouTube, I was super guilty of this. I wanted to show everybody how to decorate. So I was buying all the stickers, yeah. all the planners, all mm -hmm. the stuff, just sharing everything and just spending all my money on yes. all different things. And then I would use it for like a month or a month and a half. And then I'm on to something else yeah. because that's what planner companies do, right? They're making mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. They're showing yep. you all of these new releases every other month. And you want all the things because we all have FOMO, right? We don't want to yes. miss out. I don't want to miss out on this sticker book. I have to have it. But what I started to do instead is as I started to grow my brand and my channel, I was like, what is it that I really want? And the, yeah. the, the end result was I wanted to be productive. I mm -hmm. wanted um, so I started to switch and start talking more about functional planning mm -hmm. and less about the stickers and more about how to plan your day, how mm -hmm. to time block, how to, and, and in that switch, I realized that I stopped buying as much stickers and yeah. all of the mm. stuff because I really wanted to focus on what was important. Now, what I do now is I do have time frames where I still have fun because mm -hmm. we're still planners and we still love it. But I do have what I call a sinking fund. If no one's ever heard of a sinking fund before, it's basically when you plan ahead, you set aside a little bit of money every single time you get paid, maybe you stash $5 or $10 mm -hmm. into envelope or into another account so that when a certain time comes, you're able to spend all of the money that you have saved. So I do that with my planner stuff because I am in seven planners, which, you know, every time I'm telling someone that I'm in seven planners, they're like, oh my goodness, how much does that cost? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's about a hundred dollars, $150 every time I'm buying, but I'm always looking for a good deal. Like I'm yes. looking mm -hmm. for all of the Funds, and then I'm using my sinking funds. So I'm already saved $200 and then I'm buying stuff maybe twice a year. Right. I'm not buying all of the things every single time they come out. I save and then I buy twice a year and then I have my little stash. And once that money is gone, it's gone. And I no longer buy all the things. Yeah. I plan it out. And I still have fun. I still buy stickers. It's just only at certain times of the year when there is a release. Yeah. And it's usually around that July and then around the end of the year. And then yeah. that's it. I won't mm -hmm. buy anymore. It, you sure. know what? It's, yeah. it's the discipline for me. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm working on. <laughs> like, girl. See, I love a good sinking fun. The listeners know I yes. have the Houston sinking fun yes. for Beyonce, Ron Grong, and Meg yes. Stallion. Yes. So, <laughs> I love a good sinking fun. I do have one for planning too, but it's it's nice to have that because I don't do like buy twice a year, but when I do see something and I really want it, I don't really have to think about, oh, let me jump into this money because yep. it's already been saving for me. So yep. that's a really dope idea to start it. And start absolutely. Right. And a lot of people feel guilty for it. They're like, oh, I don't feel like I should have a sinking fund for that. But anything that you love and you mm -hmm. want, 
Create a sinking fund. Definitely have a sinking fund for your planning stuff because it's what you love to do and you should not feel guilty for that at all. Absolutely. Enjoy our life and especially enjoy our money. You Mm -hmm. don't have to save every penny because it's meant to be enjoyed. Right, absolutely. Oh, that, that is so good. That's facts. I think that's the title right there. Cause I, yeah. like you said, I think a lot of people <laughs> get, feel guilty because mm-hmm. like my husband, for instance, he, he doesn't get it at all. You know, like why you like to pay with paper, but he's a huge gamer and I don't get it. So everybody has their thing yeah. and I don't, don't let anybody else make you feel guilty that you like paper and stickers. It's fine. Everybody yes. has their certain thing. Absolutely. And I think it's important to remember that I feel like budgeting can be very scary to people because Mm, you're thinking mm. like, oh, I'm not going to have any fun money. I'm just going to be so dedicated to paying off this debt, doing this, doing that. And while all that stuff is important, it's give yourself a little room to have that fun money, to be able to enjoy your money because who wants to be working 40 plus hours a week and have no money to just spend on their self if they Mm -hmm. have something they really care about or really want. Like you have to, like I, that's, and that's for me personally, one thing that made me struggle with some budgeters that you see online is that they just go so hard. Yeah. And it's like, there's yeah. no room for <laughs> putting a penny. Every penny has to go to debt. Every penny has to go to this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just not realistic for right. a lot of people to and, do that. And what so. I tell my clients all the time is this is not a sprint. It's a marathon, mm-hmm. which means that you don't have to pay off every ounce of debt that you have in the next six months. It, you, it's not like you don't have to run toward this goal to where all your money has to go toward debt or has yeah. to go toward bills or you have to do it this way because this guru told you this or this yeah. one. Oh, you can't spend on Starbucks because if you buy that five-hour coffee, you'll never be rich, right? Like that's, yeah. that's it's just not real life. And in reality, what it usually causes is burnout. And then you don't want to budget anymore. You don't yeah. want to do. So I tell clients, if you like, if if playing with stickers will actually make you budget, buy the stickers, get the stickers, mm-hmm. do what you need to do <laughs> to make it fun for you so that you'll keep going. And I yes. know that with me, putting it on paper, adding some stickers, making it a little bit fun, setting aside some money so that I can actually go to the store and spend it freely. It's enjoyable for me and it makes me actually stick to the process and it will end up causing you to actually gain that financial freedom that you want to achieve because you're doing it in a way that's enjoyable for you. Yeah, yes. for sure, for sure. Absolutely. And you guys triggered a, a question out of me because you you mentioned that once you got married, that's when you kind of start on your financial journey. And um, I do see a lot of people like, oh, I'm buying this, but like, don't tell my husband kind of thing going around. Mm-hmm. So how um, how do you, or how did you or rather like come with your spouse and kind of be very open and vulnerable? Because I, I feel like a lot of people are, like we said, a shame to talk about it, even with their spouse. Like, how do you bring that conversation up or just open that can of worms with your spouse? So I'll tell you this, this has been years in the making. So I have, um, I graduated in accounting. I 
always, I worked as an accountant for um, a number of years. I'm currently the CFO of my church. So I've always kind of been, and then once I, I started the journey, like kind of on my own at first, I was like really into money from the beginning. My husband, he has always been more of the nonchalant type of personality. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of like, oh, as long as the lights come on and our bills is paid, I really don't care about anything else. Like he just- Girl, why are they like this? (laughs) You know, I'm gonna just buy what I wanna buy. And then money, I'm not gonna buy. All right, it's just, he was way more nonchalant. So I'm like, okay, let's talk about our financial goals and let's talk about the kids dreams and and he's like yeah okay maybe maybe later I don't really feel like that or you know he just wasn't really into it and I used to get so offended I used to be like you don't care about our family and our future (laughs) but one of one a book that I always recommend to any couple it's called money personalities and Mm. it's uh by Bethany and Scott Palmer is the name and the money personalities there are five money personalities and once you know your personality and you know your spouse's personality it changes how you're able to communicate about money communication across the board especially when it comes to money we normally are talking from our own safety net so Mm -hmm. i am naturally um the type of person that like to plan ahead i've been a planner since i was in the fifth grade so Mm -hmm. i like to plan ahead and that includes our money so i was always trying to plan it he is considered a flyer once we got into the book the flyer is the personality is a personality of a person who is not moved by money meaning that they don't make any decision based on finances so if he doesn't like a certain job and it doesn't make him happy he will quit just because that's his personality he's not going to be motivated to stay because of a paycheck knowing that knowing that with your spouse and knowing how they interact with money will help you along the way because what i realized is trying to constantly talk up to him about something that wasn't really connecting with him mm-hmm. with him more defensive than it was actually achieving our goal of trying to connect and he was vice versa he didn't yeah. realize that that was a sense of protection for me to talk about money so um i think that a lot of times it's not that your spouse doesn't want to, or like, they just may not understand. Yeah. We have to come to a place where we really understand each other. And so it took us about, maybe about six months of just talking about our, cause you talk about a bunch of different things, your history with money. How did your parents interact with money? Yeah. Was it a good financial situation? Was it a bad financial situation? How do you feel when it comes to money? What makes you secure? What makes you insecure? Do you feel like you're being attacked? Are there any words that, mm-hmm. you know, may affect you certain type of ways? Because money can create an emotional response. Yes. Right? It can create, people can get instantly angry if you ask them how much they make. And then mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. don't mind at all and they'll just tell you. But you don't know until you start having those types of conversations. Of course, I always recommend to try and have it before you get married. So then mm-hmm. you make sure that you're on the same page. But if you're already married and you're already in this and you're already trying to figure it out, 
um, me and my husband, we actually, um, cause he's a pastor. Mm -hmm. so we have counseled a bunch of couples just trying to get to the root. And usually it's just a difference of money personalities and figuring yeah. out what that is so that y'all can come on some common ground and start to understand each other. Absolutely. Girl, I, I'm going to buy that book as yes. soon it, it as we're done because it's, I just added to my card on Amazon. <laughs> like love languages but never about like the money personality and it makes so much sense yeah it makes it so much sense because like you said like i think yeah. both me and myra we have clearly way different money personalities than our husbands because of mm -hmm. these conversations i mean it's just like with you and your husband i thought it was just a man woman thing yeah. but it's a little bit more to it <laughs> than <Yeah. laughs> There are some men who are savers and you'll know there's like the saver, the spender, mm -hmm. the risk taker, there are five different ones. And once we realized our different ones and we both read the book, mm -hmm. it became so much easier to start the conversation. So yes. I always recommend that book to every couple. And it, it's coming from the source of marriage because they are a married couple and mm -hmm. the entire book they're talking about how to have certain conversations and the type of conversations that you should be having. But it's just yeah. like the love languages, right? We all know mm -hmm. love languages is the same thing. What's your money personality and how can we connect on yes. our different ones? Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, just, I feel like, like you said, like your history, especially your family history and your upbringing has a lot to do with how mm -hmm. you deal with finances as an adult, because I know, speaking for myself I didn't have conversations with my parents about money growing up but I remember <clears throat> I know how both of my parents are and felt about money when I was growing up and mm -hmm. I, I feel myself mimicking their habits sometimes like yeah. I'll say to myself like oh I'm just like my mom when you know what I'm saying like I'll, I'll be thinking that so I'm wondering since you are a mom too how are you um changing that conversation well having those conversations with your child or with your kids Ooh, now to make sure that question. they have a better relationship with money as they become adults you know obviously better than what we had because yeah. we just weren't talking about all that <laughs> and that played a big part too so in my house my mom and dad always talked we talked about money like I had my first mm. checking account when I was like 15 my mom now she didn't tell me every single thing that I need to know like I didn't know about investing and yeah. I didn't know about some certain other things but she kind of gave me a groundwork and then when yeah. I got to college I kind of was like I don't need none of this I'm gonna do it my way and got in my own $25,000 credit card debt and all of yeah. I thought I was grown but that's another story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the point is, is that my husband's family didn't talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. My family did. So I was trying to talk. He was trying not to, because he was like, yeah. we don't talk about these things. And with our kids, now that we're on the same page, now we're starting to teach our kids the same, the same thing. Like money is a resource. It's not good or bad. It's not, you know, that it's evil and it's yeah. not infinite so you know mm -hmm. with our with our girls i think that when you know when we're walking through walmart for instance and they see a toy that they want they have like a budget for the week so we say okay your budget is twenty dollars how much is that toy and you're like it's thirty dollars okay can you get it and she's like no because my budget is really 20 and i'm like okay you good and then yeah. 
So she'll move on. Now my, you know, my youngest will try and negotiate, right? So she's like, <laughs> no, it's 30, but I really want this one more than I want anything else. And I'm like, okay, well that we can do that. But that also means that next week your budget is 10 because mm-hmm. if the toy is 30, you're taking away from your future money from the I'm teaching them that it's not, oh, well, if you get it this week, then it's the same next week. Right. always and the concepts are starting to get there and so now we're doing that now they're they're still young so it's like we're eight and six right now Mm -hmm. and then as they get older you know we're teaching them about saving money and how to save a little bit every single time you get money from birthdays and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so it's small things now but as they get older, I'm definitely, we're, we're definitely teaching them about investing. We have yes. educational accounts, talking about all of these things, even at the dinner table. Like, what did you, you know, learn today? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about these money concepts so that when they're older, they are able to think critically and make yes. really good decisions. I don't want them to just say, okay, I got to save everything because my mama said so. I want right. them to mm-hmm. To really process that information like okay I have $20 what do I want to do with this do I want to have fun and just spend it do I want to mm-hmm. save a little bit of it and whatever choice you make it's yours to make right. but just know that every choice comes with consequences so yes. as long as you're okay with those consequences then go ahead and make that choice and that's where we kind of are now and mm-hmm. um I love having those conversations with them because they, we give children, we think that they can't think as much as critically as we can, but yeah. they really do. And they really yeah, can put sure. together so quickly. So my oldest, who is eight, she will come back and ask me so many questions mm-hmm. revolving around money or revolving around why I work. So she's like, okay, if you do it, you know, if you do this particular, you have an Etsy shop, you have to send out how many orders and how much do you make? And mm-hmm. I'll tell her and we talk about it so that when I have to work, she's like, okay, I know you got to work because I want to get toys on this weekend. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you go ahead and do your work and I'm, I'm going to be okay because I know that that's the way that money works and that's how I'm able to mm-hmm. eat and buy toys and do stuff. It's because mommy and daddy works. So yeah. I think that it's important for us to talk to our kids and absolutely for not sure. think that they can't take it because they definitely, they definitely can. Right. They sure can. We, yeah, yeah. I feel like as adults, uh, they, you know, adults don't give kids as much credit as what they absolutely mm-hmm. should get. Because like you said, like my two-year-old surprises me every single day with the stuff that she knows. Like the other day she literally started counting up to like five in Spanish. I'm like, who taught you Spanish or a, a YouTube video? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. So, and I think having those conversations early as possible, as soon as they're able to understand what you're talking about, you should start having those conversations because like you said, it will just help build a better financial, you know, groundwork and foundation for later on in life, they'll be remembering, okay, mama said that I need to be putting aside every time I, I have a paycheck. Why am I not doing that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll, it'll come back to them. And, and you know, hopefully they won't repeat the mistakes that we made. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, say, I learned about 
75%. I had it. My mom and my dad really taught me a lot, but mm -hmm. they just told me what to do and what not to do, which that's right. another reason why I really try and talk critically and think, yes. let my children think, because my mom was like, just don't get a credit card. Don't, don't, just mm -hmm. don't. And yep, I'm like, same. why not? I could, I could, I could handle a credit card. I, you just saying that because you don't think I'm old. Now, uh -huh. I didn't realize they had interest and I wasn't working mm -hmm. and, and I had to pay it back. I was just like, I could swipe the card and pay it later. And that's yeah. why I said I started making like major financial mistakes that I had to dig myself out of once I got older. But it was like, I'm in college, I'm walking on Xavier's campus mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, if you get you sign up right now, you get this sweatshirt and a gift card, a $5 gift card, and you get $25,000. And I'm like, oh, I get a limit on a card? Now, I'm 19. What can oh, I possibly do? Can't even drink. How? <laughs> and they just cut you loose with $25,000. $5,000. By the wow. time I graduated from college, of course, it was maxed out. So yeah. I always tell the story of how a $5 Subway gift card costs me $25,000. Oh, because I should be swiping away and not thinking of the consequences yep. of my actions because I wasn't thinking critically. So right. that's even a bigger part of it. Make sure you're talking to your kids and make sure they understand the why, not yes. just the what. Not just, yeah. I'm a senior. Yeah. You're right yeah, about that. We, we had that story too, just don't get a credit card. And mm -hmm. we think we know everything at 18, 19. We don't know don't nothing. <laughs> Look, I, I'm so lucky that the credit card I got when I was 19 only had a thousand dollar limit because who knows what I would have <laughs> And I got in the hole with that, but who, if I would have had 25, I would have had a car or something crazy. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> because you're, and it's like thinking back, it's like, you're not even the same person that you were when no. you're 30 something when you were 19 it's like but sometimes you make those mistakes and you're yeah. still having to pay for it 10 15 20 years later so it's, I'm, you know, I'm still paying <sighs> the clothes that i bought when i was 19 that i can't even fit now right Girl, so, don't, yeah yeah don't know where that forever 21 stuff at it's like <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's in goodwill man. somewhere else oh my gosh exactly yeah <sighs> that yeah that is so dope that that is it, it's just like all making sense now like all mm -hmm. the stuff that I learned because I mean we've like growing up we talked about money and stuff but it was always like do this don't do, don't this. do that mm -hmm. and there's no like explaining why and yeah yeah oh right. all these gems y'all I hope y'all yeah. gathering them up take notes where your notes at I know y'all got notebooks we got all the paper I hope y'all taking notes <laughs> Exactly. And so even now with my classes, we I do um, Money Monday. It's a free financial literacy class that I do every single Monday. It's on, um, it's like Zoom, but it's a it's called Webinar Jam, and we basically mm -hmm. get on. And I'm like just telling a whole, not just the what but mm -hmm. why hey let me tell y'all about what these credit cards are doing and how that interest rate works and how the apr yeah. works and what even if you get rewards how you really need to do this to credit card hack to make sure that it's not costing you so much more because it's not just don't get credit cards don't go into debt don't do this because there are some benefits right. if you know how mm -hmm. to use responsibility Right. We got to be responsible with it. So let's talk about the responsible way in order to do this. Mm -hmm. And um, so I like to 
talk about topics like that. And I like to dive into the why along with the what and the how to do certain things so that, you know, as an adult, you can finally know the mm -hmm. proper way to handle your money without it, you know, um, really messing you up along the line. And you can mm -hmm. teach it to your children in the process. Yeah. Handle your money. Don't let it handle you. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. So Elena, I'm curious with you being open and sharing um, all your tips on social media and with money being such kind of a, a taboo kind of topic, like how do you navigate that and how open are you? on social media? So I am very open, probably more open than um, most other people. But, you know, I, it's, it's when I first started the company. So when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do tips. I'm gonna just do mm -hmm. strategies, but I'm not gonna really like share my personal budget. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. do that. I'm not gonna do this. And then my, you know, me and my husband was talking one, one day and he was just like, why, why? Why don't you want to? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like mm -hmm. if I share my numbers, then he was like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> what's going to happen? It's money is a resource. If everyone, like if me talking about how much I make or um, what, what is it really going to hurt? And I yeah. think at the end of the day, I realized that it probably would help way more people than the people who would be critical of it. And so mm, yeah. I just decided to start doing it. So my budget with me's are with my actual real life numbers. And I know I get mm -hmm. comments all the time, like, is this your real budget? And I'm like, yes, these are my real numbers. And anytime I make a financial mistake, um, I talk about it. Like yeah. when me and my husband, this was, uh, cause I did an entire video series on it. When um, we became credit card debt free, Mm -hmm. I did an entire video and I'm like, guess what guys, we're debt free and you know, no credit mm -hmm. card. And I was just so excited. And then about six months later, I had to do another video saying, Hey, we had to get another credit card. Mm -hmm. And the reason was because at the time I was following like Dave Ramsey's baby steps. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know, save a thousand dollars and then pay off all your debt. Well, at the time I had $10,000 in the bank. I took 9,000 of it, paid off all my debt. And then everything that could go wrong in our lives went wrong. Oh, wow. And, and it's like our kitchen flooded. The car went broke down. The um, water heater went out. It was like yeah. our refrigerator went out. It was like my, my, my house was just like, oh, you don't have any money? Okay, now I'm going to break now it. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time. Let's <laughs> break at the exact same time. Let's just break everything. And so I, what I learned was how valuable cash was, having mm -hmm. cash because what ended up happening was, yes, I had paid off my credit card, but now I had to charge everything to get back because we didn't have a refrigerator, right? We had yeah. to, it was like a bunch yeah. of stuff that we had to get fixed at that moment. So what I learned was how to do it, you know, how not to sprint because once again, I was yeah. trying to sprint to the finish line mm -hmm. and that that concept of just trying to rush to hurry up and pay off my credit card. I left that alone and I learned so much in the process. And I said, you know what, I'm going to share this story and I'm going to tell mm -hmm. everybody about it. And I'm going to be as honest as possible that yes, I teach money 
but that doesn't mean I'm exempt from, from yeah. crazy things mm -hmm. happening. And right. I was very honest. I did a YouTube video. I showed how we kind of bounced back. I showed where our savings started and how we kind of got our savings back on track. And now mm -hmm. I'm even sharing how we're paying down our credit card again, the right way, the way that right. we're supposed to be doing it and the best way that's healthy for our family and how you have to make your own choices yes. for you. So even in that process of me just learning so much, I decided that the more transparent I am about our personal situation and what's going on with our money mm -hmm. and the different things and the crazy things that happen with us, I think the better it will be for the financial community overall. Because just giving random tips about that, mm -hmm. yeah, we all know what we're supposed to do, right? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> that it's easy but of course life isn't black and white it's very gray at yes. times sometimes you're gonna need that credit card you just mm -hmm. need a plan for after you swipe and yep. so mm -hmm. that's more of the nitty-gritty real life situations that happen and I think that talking and being transparent about my mm -hmm. personal Situation helps that conversation. I can help guide it a little bit more because I'm not just giving blanket tips. I'm saying, yep. hey guys, this happened. In March, me and my husband's pay was like cut in half, right? Mm -hmm. We both was working in church and it's like, we're cut in half. What are we going to do now? Let right. me just tell you our strategy of what we plan on doing. So maybe this will help you. Yeah. Same thing, right? If you're right. Okay, because of a pandemic, this might help you. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's strange that in America, we're such a capitalist, money-driven society that it is so taboo to talk about your salary yeah. and your finances. And I mean, for me, like when I'm seeking out like budgeting people to look at on YouTube, I love finding people who share their real numbers because, you know, one, we all nosy. And two, <laughs> I feel like it's going to really help me because I'm seeing how you're really helping your real self, not just some mm -hmm. fictional, you know, mom of single mom of two with a thousand dollars a month to spend. Like, I want to know like how you're really helping your own life and yourself. And I mean, I, yeah, I just, I wish that we could stop being so scared of having those conversations and not having that openness with each other because like you said it can do anything but but help you and shoot people on the internet should know where you live nothing like that anyway so that's right fine. And, <laughs> yeah and i feel like you know a lot of people are nervous about being judged right like yes. oh if they know my numbers then what, what will people say and i'm like okay so if they judge you then what like okay people are gonna think bad things and good things about you anyway yep. They've already made up your, their mind. So you might as well help the other people mm -hmm. who actually are in it, you know, partially because they just want to know and they're nosy, but other yes. partly mm -hmm. because they want the help. And yes. knowing the real numbers and the real situations and the real things that happen help more mm -hmm. than just giving these figures, these roundabout Absolutely. that may not help at all. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, like Dave Ramsey, what's a thousand dollar savings really going to do? Something like if I would, if I was thinking correctly, but I was, you know, <laughs> I mean, he, I'm just saying he needs to adjust that number for inflation or something. <laughs> 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 you know? Same number, but a 
how much you got in your savings account not a thousand dollars not a thousand <laughs> like come on that's true and, that's and not I'm, even gonna cover mortgage no <laughs> at all and I'm, I'm so glad that you talk about how this is a marathon and not a sprint because I feel like we all see those budgeting people online like I paid off fifty thousand dollars in six months yeah. what like and like you said that like, that's amazing if you're able to do that but yeah. it's just not realistic for the vast majority yeah, of us sure. i mean i don't even think i could physically make enough sacrifices in in my life to still be able to do that like there, we'd just be sleeping in the car or something yeah. like there's <laughs> no way yeah. you know so i love that you have that mentality about it because i just feel like just that more realistic thing i just that's just way more attractive and it's just i feel like it's just way more helpful than people people shouldn't be told this message that you just got to sacrifice your whole life just to get out of debt because what why what what then you know what i'm saying like debt is not the yeah. end all be all it doesn't define you it's not who you are like it's just a part of your life just like everything else is yeah. so and i, love that I message. always tell people as long as you're heading in the right direction right mm-hmm. we're looking at our numbers your debt isn't going up like you know and without a plan um, and you're just headed in the right financial direction, then you're still on the path. But yes. when we're, I feel like when we try and race toward this goal, it's because we're comparing our lives to everyone else. Yep. And we're just fighting to get to this destination. I know the very yeah. first time that I did it is because I wanted to be able to say, I paid off $300,000 mm-hmm. in two months, right? It's like you, yeah. you're trying to get to this goal, but then it's like, why? Why do you want to be able to say that? What is that going to do for you? It, it's exactly. really nothing, but it's just trying to get bragging rights. And once I realized, yes. okay, what's the true goal? What do I really want from my financial journey? It's like, I want to be able to enjoy life. I want mm-hmm. to go on vacation and not worry about my bills. I want my kids to be able to go to college and not have to worry about how to pay for it. And once yes. I thought about it, what it really meant to me to be. And I want to buy stickers, right? I want to be able yeah. to go to the store and buy some stickers and not feel like, oh my God, if I bought these stickers, I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage, right? So right. it's yeah. like, as being having financial freedom is defined by you. No yes. one makes that de- definition for you. And if being debt-free is not on your list, then that's okay. You don't right. have to be debt-free in order for your financial journey to be successful. You get to decide what that means for you. And then you decide how you're going to get there and the pace that you're going to take to get there. Cause I know there's some people who is like, I gotta go fast or I'm not gonna go at all. And if that's Mm -hmm. the case, then sprint, do what you gotta do. But there are others who like, I wanna enjoy life. Well then enjoy life in the process. Don't sprint Mm -hmm. because the whole point of this is to be able to spend your money the way you want to spend your money. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love that. <laughs> so dope. Oh, are y'all ready for like a uh, better money Wednesdays with Elena? Because we can just make this a series. <laughs> every guest we have on, they is just bringing gems and it's like, y'all just need to come back every week because oh, we need help. Okay. <laughs> 
So what is one piece of advice or one thing that you want people to learn from you, like people who maybe just starting their financial journey or have um, tried and had, hadn't had success and really getting their finances together? What's one thing that you would want to let them know? Like what's the first thing they need to do or think about? I think that the very first thing that I realized that was the most helpful to me was that um, this was not a quick and easy, just as soon as you hear the concept, you got it journey. Yeah. Um, it takes time to get adjusted to any budget, to get adjusted to any financial journey, any money routine. It, it really takes some time and some effort in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I think that when I first started budgeting, um, I thought my very first budget was just gonna work, like, right? Like, as soon as we start budgeting, we'll never overspend again, and I'm never gonna live, I'm always gonna be fine. And realizing that my budget had to adjust and that it, on average, it takes the average person about 90 days to get adjusted to actually using a budget. So that means, the very first budget that you do, the very first monthly budget that you do, it's probably not, you're probably gonna overspend and it's not gonna work. The second time you do it, the second month, it's probably not gonna work either. By the third time, you should start to see some type of progress. And yeah. I think that what usually happens is we try that very first budget, our numbers don't work, we go over budget or we don't stick to it and then we quit. Cause yeah. we're like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't budget. It's not working for me. My, I don't never, I never stay within budget. So I'm going to just quit or we try twice and it just quit, but you have to keep at it mm -hmm. and you have to give yourself some grace. you got to give yourself some grace and some time to learn. You don't learn how to walk the very first time you stand up. No baby mm -hmm. is born walking. Yes. Nobody knows how to drive as soon as they get behind the wheel of a car. Mm -hmm. it, you give yourself some time with that, those things. But I think when it comes to our money, a lot of times we want to instantly know. And it's usually because we're already an adult when we're starting to learn. So we yeah, feel man. like we should already know. But you got to give yourself some time, some grace, some, mm -hmm. you know, just some learning experiences and learn as much as you can about money, watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts and give yourself some time and grace to expand and work on it. If I could go back and tell myself anything, I would tell myself, stop beating yourself up. You're going to get it, girl. Yeah. Stop beating yourself up. It just give yourself some time because I was trying to rush it and I was getting mad at myself at times where there's just no it's been three months I should know this by now no girl yeah. you just started you got a long way to go and a whole yes. mistake to make in the process so that's the main thing that I always tell people give yourself some time you you're going to make a lot of mistakes along this journey and that's okay you'll get yeah. it you'll get back up and you'll you'll make it work yes that's so good that's it that's it <laughs> yep <laughs> love I, I just Elena like I just your approach to this I just love how positive and supportive mm -hmm. it is I mean I, I feel and I feel like you're definitely bringing something to this financial planning industry that a lot of people just aren't because I feel like 
the knowledge is always there it's the support that's lacking a lot of the time yeah. and the lack of yeah. pressure and the not being hard on yourself not getting it right the first time hell even it's okay if you don't care about getting out of debt you just want to improve your lifestyle a little bit like even that is okay like I just love that I just love your whole approach to it it's amazing I, know that I have some clients who are like you know what I don't I don't need to get out of debt I'm, I just want to be able to have extra money to spend I want yep. to make this budget work so I can do what I want to do girl that's your journey then you let's let's yeah if that's what you want then that's okay like you get to decide like you Mm -hmm. don't have to have ten thousand not like I always have a formula for savings so Mm -hmm. I want you to have a certain number but you don't have to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank investing doing real estate and in order for you to have your true financial freedom you decide what that is and I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about money is it's only 20% the formulas, right? Mm-hmm. The other 80% is behavior. The other 80% is mindset. The other 80% is your emotions and how you feel. And mm-hmm. we have tried to take the feeling out of money and try to say, do this, do this, do this, do this. And yeah. that's in eat noodles, don't get your hair done, don't, you know, don't get your nails done, <laughs> stay at home all day, don't eat out. What are you eating out? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like eating you up. And yeah. in reality, the steps that you take is only 20%. The other 80% is based on how you feel, your connection with your money and mm-hmm. how you're using it as a resource. So why would I sit up here and beat you up over the 20%? Right another 80% that I can connect with you with on how you feel to yeah. make sure that you feel good and actually want to do this. Right. right? Exactly. Because otherwise you're not going to want to do it. I'm like, you exactly. know, I'm yeah. gonna check the check because all this other stuff. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> right. Like y'all doing too much. I don't have time. <laughs> and you know what i'm curious have you seen since we brought up formulas have you seen that formula where it's like you're supposed to only have like 30 percent of your income go towards bills or something is that crazy or am i crazy because i always felt like that was crazy (laughs) so it's the 50 20 30 rule um, if no one's ever heard of it and it's basically saying only 50 percent 50 percent of your money is supposed to go toward your bills um 20 percent is supposed to be toward savings and debt and 30 percent toward needs okay i i get it i Mm -hmm. i get the concept of it first let's say this it depends on your job where you work the type of money you're currently already making because on average, most people will, 50% of their income going toward their bills is a no-go, right? Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's the high, the percentage is always usually higher. Usually yeah. it's more towards 75% easy right. um, for most people. So knowing where you are with your income definitely plays a part in that. And knowing if that's a formula that's definitely going to work for you. Um, The thing about a lot of the money concepts and types and different things and strategies that we talk about, they are very blanket. They are across Mm -hmm. the board. So everyone should have 50, 20, 30, right? And in reality, 
our income is very, it, it can go up and down. Our right. mindset, our families, how many members do you have? Yeah. Y'all mm-hmm. need on a consistent basis. Like there's so many things to consider that having these blanket formulas across the board just usually don't work for most people. It, right. it just doesn't work. So you really have to get into your particular situation. And do you want this time? Do you only want to spend 30% on your needs? Do you want to try and increase your income so that you could do more? What, right. How does this work for you? And I think that you have to approach every single formula or anything that you hear financially that way. Um, Cause that's what I did with Dave Ramsey. Oh, Dave Ramsey has these seven baby steps. Mm-hmm. They have worked for millions of people. So it's going to work <laughs> for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to work for me. And then I do it get to baby step two and everything falls apart. So <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think that you get to decide which one now you can try, you can try all of them. That, that's mm-hmm, the point yeah. of being there. But just because you try and it doesn't work for you, doesn't mean that you failed. It, right. mm-hmm. it just doesn't work for you. Right. It's the same thing when we pick planners. I, you know, I've tried a bunch of different spiral planners and then I realized, you know what? I'm just not a spiral planner girl. I need this bound. So I, that's, but that doesn't mean that because I like this bound and because that works for me Mm -hmm. that I can tell everybody else, do not use spiral planners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, they just didn't work for you. That That don't work for anybody else. And we have to take that same thing when it comes down to money. Because a lot of times, just because it works for someone else, doesn't mean it, it's going to not work for me or it's going to work for me. Absolutely. And I have to just try it out. If it don't work, do something else. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yep. Oh, you heard it so here good. first, people. Try something <laughs> else. <laughs> I feel like that has been the theme of this month. The- mm-hmm that you can always try and yep. stop beating yourself up for it. But yes. do we want to do some fun questions? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You want to start? Yeah. Well, I want to know what was your 2021 lineup? Yes. Oh my goodness. They're all, like I told y'all, I'm, I'm big, happy, planner, um, disc bound. So I Franken plan. This is my entire planner all in one. Mm-hmm. But I, I have seven planners all in one. They, mm-hmm. two of them are mine. So I, um, I love planning hourly. So hourly is my jam. I like to have all the times so I can time block my entire day. So I created my own life planner and my own budget planner because I wanted it to be tailored to exactly what I need. And um, Mm -hmm. I I sell them in my Etsy shop all the time because I feel like all of the other planners were way like uh, about a lot of fun and I needed a bunch of functions. So um, (laughs) it's a very minimal planner, black and white, you know, so those are two of my favorites. My catch-all, which is an hourly planner, my budget planner, which is listed out for where I list out all my paychecks and sinking funds and savings and all of that stuff. Then I have my business planner, which is a happy planner dashboard style planner. I use all happy planner bigs because I need all the space. <laughs> <laughs> 
I also have a happy planner horizontal, which is my faith planner. Mm -hmm. I have um, a personal planner where I keep my health and my home stuff. And that is happy planner um, dashboard as well. Mm -hmm. And then I have one, I'm the CFO of my church. So I have like a work planner and that one is a vertical style planner. And then I have a reading planner because I love reading all types of books, especially finance books. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a horizontal happy planner as well. And so all seven of those planners are all meshed into one. I keep Mm -hmm. one at a time of each one. Uh, it's one big planner. <laughs> love it. I love it. Oh, planner lineups just make me happy just hearing about them. I'm like, ooh. I know. <laughs> right. Okay. Question I have for you. What is a big splurge that you've made maybe like in the past like year or so? Have you got any splurge items recently? So I recently did something to our house. Um, so um in I have my office which I have set up but Mm -hmm. literally in like where our garage was Mm -hmm. I made it a studio so that Mm -hmm. I could um play with stickers and making my own little like (laughs) yes so I have cricket machines in there now we like did the floors I got countertops and printers Mm -hmm all of that stuff so that now it's one big craft room and I love That's to go amazing. in there and like play with stickers and my husband yeah. was like we're literally going to have this entire room be a craft room with stickers I said yes yes yeah. that's exactly yeah. my plan and <laughs> I it was a big splurge because it was like a couple thousand dollars but mm-hmm. it makes the room makes me so incredibly happy every time I walk mm-hmm. in there, I'm like oh my god I love this room so much yes oh that's amazing do you yeah. have a tour of that on your YouTube by any chance I do I need to do an okay. update tour but I do I have um it, it's a light I think it's when I first first um created it and mm-hmm. I, I put the pictures and showed like the different things but I need to do an updated tour because now I have like updated computer screens in there and yes we want to see it yes <laughs> <laughs> I I love that room. It's like my favorite room. And my my girls, they say, okay, we can go in, but we can't touch anything because that's mommy's room. It's yeah, mommy's room. I gave y'all own stickers. They got their own planner. Their yep. own stickers. Y'all play with y'all stickers. Don't play with mommy's stickers. Don't play yep. Don't touch we me. need <laughs> that though. We need yes. our own stuff. Our yes. own stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that is so dope. Yeah, I can't wait for the updated tour. I've been Me thinking too. about doing something with my garage too, because it's just wasted space. We don't use mm-hmm. it. I so see. we weren't using yeah. it. Girl, change it. Make it yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we should do something with that. It's an extra room that you can actually do something with. That's true. Oh, I, I just love that. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't know what other like fun questions we should ask. Oh, this, I want to know this. What, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, okay. Now that one might be hard. I don't watch it. You know, I am, when I tell y'all, I am on YouTube, like all day, Mm -hmm. every day, (laughs) um, watching like Shea Budgets and Elaine Michelle and catching up on all of their, Mm -hmm. but, um, let's see TV. What, 
the I think the last TV show I was really into was How to Get Away with Murder. But now it's gone. And I yeah. know. I'm so sad. Any other shows that I was like, I was really into Scandal when Scandal was out. I was mm-hmm. really into How to Get Away with Murder. I guess anything Shonda rhymes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Girl, when, when I'm waiting for her Netflix. When she come out on Netflix, I'm going whatever show. I'm oh in. well, she she's out. Yeah. On, it's called Bridgerton on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. I haven't got to watch it yet. That's yeah. her show. I didn't know that mm-hmm. that was her show. Oh, now yeah. I gotta watch it. I yes, gotta- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's about to be my new favorite show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can't go wrong with Shonda. Mm-hmm. can't go wrong with her no no she gonna give you the romance she gonna give you the drama the suspense all of it all of it yes um let me see what about uh if you could trade lives with someone who would it be oh if i had to trade lives hmm. i want to i would want to see what so many people are doing i want to see what beyonce doing for a day can i go and be up uh, what her finances looking like that's what i want to <laughs> see <laughs> i just want to see girl i just want to see girl how you got it set up what type yes. of investment yeah. do you have? How is everything divided up? So maybe I could Girl. do something on a smaller scale. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how many bank accounts does Beyonce have? Bank we need to yeah. know. <laughs> well, how you just one day. Just, just one day. I don't think I can, yeah, fill her shoes for more than one no, day. No, I don't want to be that young. No, don't absolutely not. Business. Way too much for me. But I can yeah. do <laughs> I just want to I love it. I love it. <laughs> Did you have any other question, Myra? Did you find one? No. I, nah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this, but go ahead. What, I know what you rather throw ask. away, love or money? Well, all money. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I can't throw it. If he if he heard the podcast, I'm throwing him away. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait one minute. <laughs> and he helps me so much with my business, guys. So he is like my general manager. Like he yeah. like a lot of the emails and the different things, the other stuff that kind of goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And he even helps me with teaching some of the classes. I'm going to bring him on, like how we were talking oh, wow. about marriage and money. Yeah. Um, I wanted to dive because a lot of people who follow me, Mm-hmm. are married to someone who's not on board yeah. and so yeah. we're definitely going to dive into that more um in like in within this year and I just like so if I had to throw it away we just start all over we're gonna build it back up though yes I love it anybody could build yeah. back up girl is you I'm putting my money on you I got faith yeah. in you <laughs> Get the money. Sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> a couple times already. Like, okay. I, when I put that money, I was beating myself up so bad when I um paid off that credit card. And I know you was. Oh, Dave. Oh, yeah, Dave. Oh. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with Dave. Dave might mess you up. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We learned a lot from you, Dave. We just yes. leave it. Yeah. 
Well, Elena, thank you so, so much for joining us today and being on the podcast. Yes. I mean, I can honestly say without a doubt, you are the guest that I feel like I have learned the most from and i'm so grateful to you i cannot wait to pick up that book guys check out everything elena has going on elena can you let our guests know where they can find you via your website or youtube instagram all that let them know yeah so um every monday you can find me i do a free class called money monday every single monday on tuesdays and fridays i'm posting on youtube so you can definitely head over and find me on youtube blog posts on my website which is theorganizedmoney.com every single wednesday i am there and then i also have a patreon which is a group coaching program where i talk about planners and money and it's called tom academy so you can definitely find me on patreon as well but if you are just starting you never heard of my name before head over to my website theorganizedmoney.com i post a schedule there every single week telling you where I'm going to be Monday through Friday, where you can find me, what new content is coming out for the week. And then of course, the organized money on Instagram. I post my schedule there as well, letting you know all the resources that you can find on money and planning every single week. I post it every single Saturday. So y'all just head over and get all of this free content and hopefully it will help you so much on your financial journey. Yes. Thank you so much guys. Keep on listening to the show. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So we are back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Miss Elena. She is so awesome. Myra, what, how, how are you feeling after that interview? Just, I just, so many gems, so much good practical so advice. So many gems. Like, seriously, I hope y'all mm-hmm. were picking up what she was putting down. Um, like we said earlier, uh, we both pretty much put that book riding in the cart mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> as soon mm-hmm. as she let us know um mine's won't get here until february though but i'm super excited to dive yes. into it and try to figure this whole adulting thing out mm-hmm. with my husband so but Same. yeah it's it, it was amazing how'd you like yes. it yes I loved it. Uh, I mean, she, like I said, I just love that she is coming at budgeting from just a more practical standpoint that it doesn't have to be about erasing all your debt in a matter of a few mm-hmm. months. Hell, it doesn't have to be about erasing your debt at all. It could just be getting to a point where you have more control of your money, where your money goes, how it's spent, having more freedom with your money. And there are mm-hmm. a lot of different ways to do that rather than just, you know, rushing to pay off all your debt in six months. I mean, that message is, is personally for me has always been very off-putting because I just knew that that was not going to be a realistic thing for me and my life and my lifestyle. No matter how hard I tried, I w- I'm never going to be able to put every single extra dime that I have <laughs> to paying off debt because I want to enjoy my money and I want to enjoy my life I don't want to be waiting until I'm out of debt to enjoy my life I want to enjoy it right now and that's also a message that our girl Shay Budgets shares a lot as well too like because she puts her financial journey on her Instagram stories on a daily Mm -hmm. basis and I mean she has said before she they've made enough money to where she could have already paid off all their debt but they still want to enjoy their life and buy a new house and buy furniture and do all these things and not wait 
until after all the debt is gone to do that. And I love Elena message that you don't have to wait. You can enjoy your life now and be working on your financial goals at the same time. I mean, Dave Ramsey, who? Dave Ramsey, who? Like, no, <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, life bye. is to be lived. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who said that April from Love and Hip Hop? Because that's how trashy my... um. <laughs> TV is. Quote. Yes, <laughs> life is to be lived, people. It's true though. Yes. Yeah. But what she Facts. was saying for it was kind of shady, but it's true though. <laughs> period. Period. Poo. <laughs> okay, and we can get into some recent releases uh, that have happened. So, Simply Gilded came out with their Valentine's Day release. Y'all, me, y'all should have heard me and Myra like after we recorded our interview with Elena, we were still mm-hmm. here on Zoom and me and her were really going through it, trying to figure out how not to buy almost everything from their release. We did good. We held back. <laughs> we did not buy everything, but it was hard because it's so pretty. So pretty. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It was so hard because a lot of the stuff was in 15 millimeter and mm-hmm. y'all know, I think we talked about it on here. We don't really like the bigger washi, Mm-mm. but it was hard not to buy that mm-hmm. 15 millimeter. Cause it was just so cute. But, gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I don't yes. know how, but I placed two orders, but I think I still did good. Yeah. Cause you still stay, you know, under budget. What do you, I think you spent what, like $50 total or something like that yeah well 40 see 40 see there you go (laughs) budgeting shout out to elena (laughs) but it's important to i mean obviously another message is just that just because you love everything like really think critically about your purchases is everything going to be something that you're going to use or do you just want it just to have it if you just want it just to have it that's fine we're both trying to go in a different direction with our plan of purchases and really trying to focus on the things that we really love and are really going to use also so you know yeah and it's a struggle because that blush that new blush baby so but I was like, I, I haven't even used the one that I had before yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. left it there. Right. Exactly. But I know. It's so hard. It was hard. It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I just love looking at Simply Gilded Washi. Like now I'm hooked. Like I used to not be on the bandwagon and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty. Mm, okay. I wasn't a huge washi person, but now I'm, I'm fully on board. I'm in love with it. I'm mm-hmm. fully on board. <laughs> yeah people have told me that like once you start with simply gilded you just fall mm-hmm. on down and yeah i definitely fell on down and i'm just happy mm-hmm. down here right right me too. <laughs> me too the rabbit hole is is a good place to be i love it um yeah. i feel like it's with simply gilded like it looks so beautiful and obviously that's undeniable but i feel like once you get your first simply gilded washi and you see how it looks in your planner that's when you get hooked. That's when I got hooked. Mm-hmm. And I always knew it was beautiful washi. I still just never delved into it. But my Black Friday order, I think, was the first time I ordered from them. And I was, I'm just, I'm just done. That's the only washi I'm using now. I'm a, I'm a snob. That's it. <laughs> I'm a Simply Gilded snob now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can get a whole thing of washi from like Hobby Lobby or Michael's. It's for like ten dollars it's not the it's same not, it's not the same it's not the same if you want to level up no nah. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> level up in 2021 get you some okay <laughs> yes yes um also uh our girl arion from cookie sticker co had a new release as well and um she has a collab coming out have you seen that collab 
she Myra. just dropped it in her stories yes. like just now and what is the company that that collab is with i forgot um, um that is with rose color days okay that looks really pretty i it's love so pretty so i was a little watching. yeah i love it love it love it hold on see if you can i guess y'all can see it listening but this is hold on let yes me no i saw up. it i saw it oh, okay yeah it's pretty <laughs> yeah we have so cute issues. that's so pretty <laughs> That's so pretty. I love it. So I wasn't, I was like, mm, cause you know, I don't like the thick washi, but like um, Ariane, yeah. she went on her stories and it's actually an overlay. So oh. you put it over your sticker. So it's not necessarily a washi. It's all procreated. Yeah. Um, I wonder, let me, I'll try to show you how Ariane explained it. And I'm like, I need this mm-hmm. in my life now. I'm going to her stories Here. right now. Guys, I'm sorry. By the time y'all hear this, her stories are going to be gone. Maybe she'll save it in the house. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. So can you still write where the washi is? Or is it as if you wrote first and then put the washi over it, like where the clear part is? Like, how does that go? I'm assuming, like with a micro perm, I'm sure you can. But I, I would personally probably write down first and then put it over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't pretty. know. Somebody's probably screaming like, no, that's not how you do it. But I, I don't know. It's fine. You don't have to write us a think piece about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I personally, I think I would probably write first. Oh, I want to show you. I guess. You oh, that is pretty. The one she yeah, did I'm with the Honey now. Bee Shop sticker. Yes. Oh, that yeah, that's pretty. On, like the color. That's pretty. Oh, yeah that's dope okay and she has the post on her actual page too where you can see um how the washi covers up a full box but basically you can just write so definitely go and check that out if y'all are interested in that collab guys it's really really pretty looks like it's coming out on washi wednesday on january the 20th so if you're a patreon you are hearing this message right as before it comes out (laughs) go run because they suck so fast absolutely and i'm sorry for the thursday people right sign up for patreon right sign up that's it five dollars that's it um and myra what you so myra was very upset guys um last week because she got caught slipping and she got caught slipping y'all the previous release myra tell us now yeah cookie sticker code dropped a um subscription box so there is, and it's going to be bi-monthly, which I'm like, cool, that's really dope that I don't have to pay for something every month. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, everybody's not going to jump on a subscription because that's a reoccurring thing. You know, I don't have to be like trigger figure ready. Mm-hmm. No mail. Five minutes. Gone. Oh, wow. Five minutes. Oh, I didn't, you know what? I didn't realize it was a subscription box that you missed. Oh, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she did mention there will be extras. I'm not going to say when it is on the show because I got to get mines. So hopefully you just pay attention to her Instagram because I'm not telling you. I cannot deal with Myra. I cannot deal with Myra. I don't know if it's going to be like a whole box or if it's like the washi's going to be extras, but Mm -hmm. I really want her stickers too, but Mm -hmm. it's fine. I will definitely hop on. She says she's going to open up more slots for, I believe it will be March. So y'all. It's not fine. I have heard about this so many times in the past few days. I literally was she crying. Said, My <laughs> is <so> <laughs> it's fine. Oh, Ariane, if you're listening, 
Open up one extra slide for Myra right now, please. <laughs> I can't take the depression. She's so mad. She's so sad, guys. I was like, I wasn't ready, but congratulations. The <laughs> area, I was like, girl, I wasn't ready either. <laughs> but this I am really, truly happy for her that yes, it just sold out too. that quick. Because that, that's a lot of faith. Like, a lot of people are buying for the whole year. That's like, amazing. That's dope. Yeah, that that's is amazing. Real. Girl, we need to be selling some. Can we figure out what to sell? Anybody got any ideas on what we sell? We just not. Well, I'm not creative like that. Myra could make something she could sell. She just don't feel like making stuff. That's the problem. I don't, I'm, I'm just very sensitive about my shit. Very sensitive. Oh I'm, I'm like, how y'all do it? Because I love PBC and like, I, I know Ariane want to cuss some people out. Girl, but she is a got, professional. She is <laughs> a professional. Girl. Uh, I can tell. Hello? Like, I know she will let some people have it. <laughs> I take some stuff. I take stuff personal too. Okay. Y'all ain't gonna be out here hurting my feelings. So y'all can chill all the way out on that. But and you know what? I've been seeing. So we were talking about Rung Rung's new fabric last week that came uh-huh. out. And I've been seeing so many people making pencil cases, makeup bags purses i'm like y'all are so creative like go off i was absolutely about to text my like a picture like can you make this too or just a pillow <laughs> can i get some more stuff <laughs> i'm looking at my fabric now i just haven't had the time to sit down with it i really want to make the weekender bag oh girl oh, whatever you make just make two okay if you need more fabric <laughs> i got you just make two don't even play me like this <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to get into it though because I haven't stoned in so long because it's so like it's it is time consuming yeah and I got a crazy road yeah I'm excited to do it because it's just I don't know if any of y'all still out there y'all know what I'm talking about but the sewing machine the sound of it is so therapeutic Mm. it's so therapeutic so I can't wait See, and this just gives me flashbacks to my childhood because my grandma um who the one who passed away a few months ago she was big into sewing and like when I was growing up she would make me doll clothes for my Barbie dolls and for my like American girl dolls it was so lit so you're you're gonna be that grandma you're gonna be making (laughs) stuff for your grandkids I swear I can't wait (laughs) I just knew like I when I was it. pregnant with Ashton, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make all these costumes mm-hmm. and oh, I can make that. He don't need that. But it's like Girl. once a little person is here, look, how much do it cost? Let me just buy seriously <laughs> the convenience factor the convenience. when it comes to being a parent. <laughs> convenience is everything, sis. Like, yeah. It really is. I love it. I love it. I mean, my grandma, she ain't had nothing else to do. She's retired. So one day when you retire and you ain't got nothing else to do, you'll be making all the clothes for your cranky. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I need to be like one of those people that retire at like 40. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you know, hell, even 45. Give me 50. Give me 50. I feel like 65 is, don't make me wait that long. Okay. <laughs> That's a long way off, thank God. But come on. <laughs> I need a little bit quicker than that. Oh, a long, long way off. I can't even mm. think about it. But I know, ugh. I know. But shout out to the creative people. I wish I was like crafty like that. I just, I don't know. I, I have bad hand-eye coordination. I always have. That's why I can't dance. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just cannot can't. dance either. Okay, I'm just like it. Just skipped. 
I all black people can't dance. I know. Yeah, yeah just to let everybody know. Yeah, yeah. We have Memo. other races of listeners. We we all. So, what did dance. you do at your wedding? Because that was always a big fear of mine. If we would have had a big wedding, having to dance in front of people, me, both me and Dallas were like no we don't want to do that it. was literally me and chuck because chuck can't really? dance either so sorry oh ashton you're through <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we just did a little two-step and my mom was right. like yeah we we could tell we could tell y'all couldn't i really wanted to pay for lessons <laughs> yeah but it was just out of the budget yeah yeah weddings are expensive for everything yeah. else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, they are for real. Cause we were talking about doing like a um a vow renewal in a couple years, um and having like a big like not big but you know like a party type of thing since yeah. we didn't have that for our original wedding. And I started looking into stuff. I'm like, so even just for a vow renewal, I'm still gonna pay ten thousand dollars, at least. That's cheap, girl. It's stressful. That's I know. Cheap. I was trying to keep it under ten. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see. Cause I really, I would love to do it for our five year anniversary, but five year is going to be in 2022. I'm like, Oh dang, that's like a year and a half from now. I don't know. We can do it that quick. So it may be in an odd year, like seven, eight, some random, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to wait till 10, but five may be too soon. So we'll just have to see. I just know that five, that would be five years for us too. Isn't that crazy? Can you believe it? Where does this How? Go? Right. <laughs> That's insane. I'm going so fast. It's wild. Yeah. It is wild. Um, okay. And as so as we're recording this um part of the podcast, it is officially MLK Junior Day. Um, shout out to him. And I have been just progressively more annoyed all day with this fake allyship and it's just like obviously we see this all year well not all year but every year on this day these people who really don't care about um equality as far as working for it you know they I feel like they think it's cute in theory but they don't want to actually do anything to actually get there um reposting all these super passive you know MLK um quotes and stuff and it's like this year especially it's really pissing me off because these are the main people who had nothing to say publicly about the capital insurrection the main people who had nothing to say publicly about trump's whole damn shit show over presidency and it's all but now that it's mlk day you just you care about peace and love and all that type of stuff but you're not willing to do any work or even speak out which really doesn't require much work any work actually and i'm just i'm just annoyed i i had to physically stop myself from jumping in a few people's dms and being like you full of shit sorry for cursing (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but it's facts though Mm -hmm. uh side note your girl did post some stuff in her stories i was checking for you um the girl from last week i checked too (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and she still followed the me. Loved so ones, I know though. she know. The loved ones. The loved ones. The yeah. Not that, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't believe in love and all that. Of course he did. He but did. it's it's more when people it. select which quotes to pick. Mm-hmm. The love, the peace ones. And it yeah. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. He was literally the like the most hated man in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one quote, well, 
yeah, one tweet that I really appreciated that his daughter, Bernice King, posted today. She said, don't act like everyone loved my father. He was assassinated. A 1967 poll reflected that he was one of the most hated men in America, most hated. Many who quote him now and invoke him to deter justice today will likely hate, and they already hate the authentic king. Period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Clever Girl Craftings had a really good post, too. Oh, she be um, going off. I love her. Ooh, shout, out to Lydia. shout out to you. Yes, mm-hmm. shout out to mm-hmm. her. But yeah, imagine being pro-Trump, anti-mask, and against Black Lives Matter movement, but still posting a Dr. King quote today. Yeah. It would be laughable if it weren't so deadly, yep, which is period. true. Yep. And somebody else posted on Twitter, I meant to repost it on my Instagram, but they were like, um, if you don't support the Black Lives Matter movement, take that MLK quote off your page. that's it that's all like like also if you didn't have anything to say about the insurrection take it mm -hmm. off your page shake it off your page like even if you just said like this is just crazy this Mm -hmm. this should not be happening like just to say nothing Mm -hmm. and just keep posting some planning shit right and you know what i i'm really i feel like last summer was a big reckoning in the planet community especially and i really feel like all this oh my planning page or the planet community is a safe space and da, da, da. look there's no safe space in the world for black people to avoid racism there's no safe space in the world for women to avoid sexism. There's no safe space in the world for immigrants, for trans people, for you know all these different people around the world to just be able to be who they are loud and proud without having somebody coming for their necks about it. So sorry, you don't have your plan of safe space no more, sis. And if you thought this podcast was an escape from real world, it's not either. So but y'all should already know that, but... <laughs> This just in case yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true that's true but yeah no it's just there's no safe spaces it's like what what does that mean like until there's a safe space for everybody all the time you don't have your plan in safe space okay if you want a safe space go in your planning room close the door and shut out the outside world but as soon as you get on the internet that's it's a route like no you can't hide from from the from what's going on in the world and just because you're not doing anything to make it worse that doesn't mean you're doing things to make it better and everybody should be doing things to make it better period even if it's just speaking yeah. out yeah. that's easy it's so easy we all love to talk <laughs> true you know what i'm saying true. like if you can share a spread you can share a message that you know shit's fucked up in the world and that we all need to be working on it in order for it not to be anymore so yeah, I, that's just it that's just mm-hmm. it and like you said I mean it can be harder for some especially if these people that you are speaking out against are your family mm-hmm. people who've been supporting you your whole life so I can see how it's hard for but sure. I do you want to change you got to do the work <laughs> it's yep. just that simple right exactly exactly and this doesn't mean that you have to talk about all everything that's going on all day every day and just be going at it on your stories all day but when when certain things happen especially or like just just speak out and just let people know 
what side of history you're on. I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? So nobody is going to assume that you're an ally if you don't act like it. And posting the most, you know, lovely, peaceful, whitewashed MLK quote doesn't make you an ally. So I guess. And that's that. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, and uh, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Today's been annoying. And just, as hell. and just to say, if you're like trying to save your page, you want it to be super positive. People are seeing it. People mm-hmm. are. People are like I said last week. People are in my DMs like, why isn't anybody saying anything? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are people acting like nothing's happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By not saying nothing, you're speaking louder than what mm-hmm. you would if you just spoke out. Yep. Yep. And think about who you're protecting. Like, if there are people who follow you who don't want to hear this stuff, then I don't feel like those are the people that you should want following you. But I mean, you know, it's all about people's values and, you know, what they choose to make important. And, you know, obviously some people make careers off of this online thing and they, they're thinking about that, but that's fine. You know, if, but if you want to prioritize money um, and your lifestyle over people, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the choice that you're making. So, yeah. you know, it's not we worth it, it to me or us. Mm-hmm. I guess I can speak for you too. It ain't worth mm-hmm. it. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No, it's not. <sighs> and I have one more piece of devastating news before we wrap up that I've been very sick about for the past week or so. Michael Bay Jordan is is dating Lori Harvey. Um, Girl. <laughs> so sorry to tell y'all this it's devastating to me too i know i know y'all are crying out there like i am if y'all don't know who Lori harvey is Lori harvey is the uh insanely beautiful 24 year old stepdaughter of steve harvey she be dating everybody girl she dated trey songs before that she gets everybody Lori stayed with a man sis a new one skip future she did she should she should have skipped because that's when people started saying like mean stuff about her that i don't believe but girl michael bay it had to be him you already young and rich and beautiful and now you had to get my man (laughs) everybody's man seriously oh man i'm i'm devastated they they on vacation in barbados right now because you know the the pandemic don't exist to rich people girl (laughs) seriously who has been more annoying than the celebrities through this whole pandemic? I don't think anybody has been more annoyed than celebrities. You know what? I haven't been on my personal page in almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Well, when the pandemic hit is a year because I can say I'm tired of celebrities just mm-hmm. partying up. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I know stuff's still going on is I listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. they speak on it. But mm-hmm. yep. I haven't yep. been on my personal page for that reason because I yep. don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. No, me neither. I was supposed and- to be on a cruise. Girl, and go wild and you can rent a whole island like i just can't let me girl it's just unfair (laughs) it really is it's just unfair michael if you listening i'll I'll forgive you if you dump her right now but until then we not cool don't text me don't call me i don't want to talk to you because yes i have a husband in case y'all are wondering (laughs) but i love michael bay i love michael bay I'm, i'm i'm hurt Every time the shade room posts them, I'm like, I don't need this type of negativity in my life, shade room. I'm about to block y'all. You don't need that kind of negativity mm-hmm. in your life. You just I don't. feel about this the way you feel about missing that cookie sticker co box. 
Ah, oh, damn. I get it now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I could totally relate. Not that Michael isn't cute or whatever. I just. Mm. Do you have any celebrity crushes? No, not really. Really, girl. I always be. I I stay with a celebrity crush, girl. You know what? I I think I stopped. This is gonna be hilarious, but I think I stopped having celebrity crush because first it was um. Oh, Tony Stark. I can't even think of his name. Robert Downey Jr. For the longest. And then Chuck was like, did you know he, he used to be on crack and stuff? I'm like, oh, really? And then I was oh like, my, my girl God. celebrity crush <laughs> was like in the 80s. Fergie. Yeah, in the oh, okay. 80s. Yeah. yeah. And my girl celebrity crush was Fergie. And yeah. then Chuck also blew my bubble with that. Like, she used to be on crack too. I'm like, do I just like crackheads at this point? Like, why is so Chuck so... Why he got He's a hater. <laughs> He's a hater. No, no offense to any, you know, uh, past uh, drug users or yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, no, no offense at all. Of everybody yeah. in their journey. But dang, Chuck, yeah. he had to hate on you like that. <laughs> I know. I think it's more so it was Chuck busting my bubble. I but I still like you, both of them. I do. Your last celebrity crush is Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm shook. I am. The, you know how old he is? I know, but I really like you can't give me no more crushes. <laughs> you can't give me no more. What about what about Mm-mm. uh Chris uh Chris no. Hemsworth? You know uh Thor. Yeah, he's uh, Chris. He's doing for me. Captain it's, America. It's the accent. Yeah. No, I do like Captain America. He is my Captain America because Chris Evans is woke as fuck. Yeah, he is. But I don't he have is. a crush on him now. Bruh. Okay, your homework for the next podcast is come up with a new celebrity crush. Like you have to have a crush. Why not? <laughs> Girl, I don't think I had a crush since B2K. Oh my. So like so like 2002? Because <laughs> 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 that was around the time I found out about no. Nah, that's like 20 years. No, Robert Downing was pretty decent. That's almost 20 years ago. Recent. That's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. That's wow. That does yeah. does Chuck have any celebrity crushes? Ooh, uh, he don't listen to the show, but it used to be Miley Cyrus. I y'all 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 have blown me away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know somebody that threw their phone by. Oh <laughs> so, when I first met him, he had Miley Cyrus on his like the screensaver of his phone. Oh, that was wow, girl. That is crazy. Like Hannah Montana Miley or like hip hop Miley? Which Miley? Hip hop Miley. Hip-hop oh wow, Miley. that's wow. Okay, so Dallas's celebrity crush is Rihanna, and he also really loves Sonali. Great taste. Those those are his excellent taste. taste. I can't even like Great if taste. Rihanna wanted my man, I would feel personally complimented by that. Okay, like that's fine. <laughs> you can't have him. Exactly. We can share a little bit, but you can't have him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, I would be perfectly fine with that. Great. Get things. a new celebrity crush. I'm gonna start sending you pics of people and see who you like because I gotta just know more. I need to know more. I don't know from Robert Downey Jr. and B2K. I know nothing about your personal taste. Okay, <laughs> like nothing. That is such a range. I am, I am not that same person as I was in 2002. <laughs> which okay, who is your favorite member of B2K? Because I got a favorite too. Who was your oh. back in the day? That'll Ooh. help me. It was Lil Fizz. 
Love but yeah, now me, me now me saying it and watching Love and Hip Hop. If y'all ever watched him on there, Girl, I was like, love. "What was I thinking?" Oh my me, god, <laughs> me too. Like, he girl. is trash. So trash. He's so trash. <laughs> like he, I thought he was just the finest. But have I, I watched uh You Got Served randomly like over Christmas break because it's on Netflix. I don't know is why it's still good. Oh, God, I ain't gonna watch it. <laughs> it's very cringy. It's but but Omarion was so cute and so sweet. And I feel like out of everybody, he's grown up the best. He's still like an amazing guy, it seems like. So I like now look, I should have been in love with Omarion. I don't know why I wasn't because Lil Fizz is beyond trash. He can't even sing. You know what? That's where that quote came from when April got with Lil Fizz. She said, Life is to be lived. I just thought about that. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> and you know what? If y'all don't know who these people is, just this live your life to be like a Marianne. Yes. The level of unbothered a Marianne was when that so happened. So unbothered. So unbothered. <laughs> it was just the amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't. I yeah. can't. Guys, okay. let us know if y'all like uh, us talking about celebrity gossip and stuff because i think it's quite yeah. fun um <laughs> yeah just a little fun at the end of the show and then i do I have to share a confession with y'all okay i've been listening to the reynolds pamphlet songs on him i mean no shade to the riddles pamphlet that is the one that you've been listening to really girl sabah <laughs> he's never gonna be president now <laughs> he's never gonna be president now oh. i cannot you a fan you are a legit fan just that one song though it don't matter it don't matter i think i just really love the actor who did thomas Je- thomas jefferson david diggs i love him mm-hmm. I love the V Diggs. Yeah. yeah. He he played Harold that role. Too. So Harold Fleet. Girl girl. <laughs> uh, I love him. And he's he's very sexy to me. He's do you think he's sexy? Uh, not cr- I don't know. I just don't have like crushes. Like if I met him, I wouldn't be like, oh my God. You know? I would. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm like honored, that. I'm but, just crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm just crazy like that. I be I, I don't I feel know like why I get very song. starstruck. Never gonna be president. Now. I had to go through the whole playlist to figure out what the name was that song. One less I think thing this to whole, worry about. One less thing to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> the whole um impeachment thing is what <laughs> triggered that song in my head. Yes, and I have been listening to it ever since. You could have asked me. I could have told you what song it was, but you didn't yeah, want. But ask I didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I said I'm so I'll proud figure it out <laughs> I am so proud of you. Seriously, it's just one song. So it's happy. like 47 songs on this soundtrack. It's just one. Well, yeah. Well, Mason's favorite song is uh, "Dear Theodosia." It's because it sounds kind of like a little lullaby, and that's the song that they sang. Burr and Hamilton sang to their kid. Well, sang about their kids. She mm. loves that song. So play that next time you're around Ashton. I think he'll like it too. Oh, I'm not paying any of this around Ashton because he'll yes, you me to will. play it over and yes, over, you will. And over again. <laughs> no, I will not. You will I play will it. Not. 
Oh and Loki Hamilton was trash. He was an F boy. Just from he, that song. He was. Just saying. Just saying. I, I told, there's a reason why Burr, I mean, I know he wasn't a, a saint, but he's my favorite character. I feel like he had the most depth to him. You know what I'm saying? Hamilton, he was doing the most. He was doing the absolute most for sure. <sighs> Look at you. You have come so such a long way in the past six months. I'm so proud of you. <sighs> This girl got a favorite Hamilton track. And on that note, guys, we got to just end the podcast <laughs> on that positive <laughs> note. Oh, I'm so goodness. happy right now. Oh, guys. Okay, so yeah, make sure y'all are following us on Instagram. Check out our website, our Patreon, our merch, all of that good stuff. Follow our personal pages too. Um, Meg's got a plan and Myra plants it um and oh yeah make sure you are uh rating and leaving reviews on itunes that really really helps us a lot and we definitely appreciate it um do we have anything else we need to talk about this week myra uh no no i gave my confession i feel so much better about it i feel like i was hiding something from you don't you feel a weight lifted and i'm not not shaming you i'm proud of you because now we have more in common I love it. We both love Hamilton. All right, guys. (laughs) I did not say any of that, but okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.